1: Hello, I'm Scott Soskin. I'm Evan Novi Williams, and
2: I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we—sorry, it's just two letters because it should be four people all together. It should be four letters in "we" because me, you, Evan, and Medina. We're uh, what, all what, part is of this. what is he talking about? I am excited. Poor horsemen. We got a team,
3: man. Yes, we have a team, and there's always one person who's late to the locker room for <laughs> practice, and today that would be you, Michael Barr.
4: I'm still confused about that whole we. I have and four the four letters, people, we, I mean, and I'm like yeah, trying to yeah, do math. I yeah. can't figure it out. Anyway.
3: No, no, no. But you're not confused. That's
2: the thing. <laughs> you're not. The con- don't, do not make that mistake. You are not confused. Hey, we're going to explore the big money we're, issues uh-huh. in the world of sports. We really are. So let's start with uh, big gambling deals NHL, the Devils, the 76ers. This is looking good. We're going to have a sports cafe. Oh, my goodness. This is going to be good. I just want to see bars sitting. I, we really have to do this. Like, we have to go to one of these
3: games and just sit in the gambling. I mean, you can't place the bet. Oh, yes. Yes, well, you, can. Can. Yeah, you, you can. can. Yeah. You can't now. You can't. I was thinking, like, which one? Yes. Yeah. I'm like, wait, where are we? We're Jersey. Yes, In yeah. Jersey weekend. we, <laughs> I, I, we got to go with you. I could just see you, like, just chowing down, placing bets, are we, are we gonna jumping make this, up and down. Are we
2: all going to make this like a, a date where we all just go? Well,
3: I, I mean, I say yes, but I always hearken back to the day where uh, Eben was like, a mile from your house and didn't let you know, so it's really hard for me to say whether Evan will be in or out.
2: Oh, yeah, you were right there at the faux share, man. It's not
3: the faux the share, dimmick. but the, the Dimmick. dimmick yeah. yeah,
2: the Dimmick, man. Hey, Did man, not he call been. Michael Barr. They have good burgers at the Dimmick. I love the burgers at the Dimmick.
3: This is what I want. I want to see Barr with his burger. And What do you, what do you like in the uh, Georgia Southern game? <laughs> <laughs> Could you wait? Can you, what are you push the button because my hands are full of sauce? <laughs> What's the spread? <laughs> what? <laughs>
2: But this is big. I mean... Uh, the NHL it, it, follows, it, yeah.
3: followed the NBA, and I love these exclusive deals that aren't really exclusive. You get to say you're the official partner and all that, but the fact remains the league can still go out and sign plenty of other deals.
1: Yeah, there's uh, NHL signed a, a league-wide deal with MGM uh, earlier this week, uh, teams are still allowed to do their own stuff, which we've seen with the Devils twice in the past week. Uh, it's similar to the NBA deal in that, as, as Scott said, it's not exclusive. You know, there will be other partners that that, that partner with uh, gambling houses and sports books that, that are going to partner with the NHL, just like there will be with the NBA. Uh, the NHL is going a little differently, though. We've talked about, you know, the the integrity fees that, that baseball and basketball sought so much uh nhl is has, has distanced itself from that they're not interested in that the nba's deal with mgm included a portion of buying that exclusive data nhl did not have that well the um, nhl owns, is going to own the that nhl data. is building yeah. its own right. data not in the way that nfl is they're not putting chips on players yet um they're doing a player tracking system but that, the, that, but
3: the nfl does have that with sport radar they're just not releasing a lot sure. of that data specifically things like Ooh, i don't know uh Impact. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure the NFL wants that data out there, right? Zebra now. Technologies, yeah. is the
1: company with it with the chips in in player shoulder, shoulder pads. pads. Yeah, um, the NHL is you know embracing that that future, you know, where maybe there will be betting on, and this isn't happening yet, despite what you may read. There may be betting on the hardest shot taken in an NHL game. You know? I got Shane or, Weber. Or who the, you got? Or the fastest uh, <laughs> PK Subban, bar- <laughs> Darnell Nurse. Speaking of which,
3: last uh, night, by the way, a hey, bar, you're like, this was cool, right? Yeah. Well, I flick on the game last night and. You know, obviously, I follow hockey probably closer than the others because of my son. But it didn't occur to me until one brother took a shot on the other brother that P.K. Subban was playing against Malcolm Subban last night.
2: Like, man. Imagine
3: that's a, growing up. You know, you're always uh, playing. And then here you are in the NHL, and one brother's taking a shot against the other brother. Give
1: your teammates a scouting report. Yeah, yeah exactly. His weak glove side.
2: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't move well laterally. Yeah, <laughs> just This I'm is it. for you putting that frog in my bed. And then, you, you know, I like that stuff. Man. Yeah, that's all. I
3: yeah. mean— Apropos of nothing other than he said that and it just sparked my, my thought. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. I, I just. that That's what would have happened in the bar house. Frog in my bed. I just, what,
2: where'd you get frog in my bed? Mud in my boots. Yeah, you, you've never played that trick? <laughs> oh, God. No, I mean, I I had friends that was. Here comes over the bar music. Right about now is we when would, we're inserting the special bar music. And we would. Sometimes we, we would catch frogs in uh, the backyard sometimes. And sometimes. We were a little naughty. And you'd put him in the bed? And we'd put him in the bed. I guess it's better than snakes. And, oh, yeah. Or a you,
4: you horse would, head. No, yeah. You, yeah, won't, you, won't, you, yeah,
2: you won't see me touch a snake.
3: Look like at Medina going a little godfather on us. Yeah, yeah
4: so. Of that, course, man. I know some references. Of oh, course.
3: Uh, excuse me. Monday,
4: off. Tuesday, Thursday, <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs>
3: We should make her do what the podcast available every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We should have Medina do it.
1: I, I'm sorry, Evan, were you speaking? I don't even know. Because we already
3: know I interrupt.
1: I blacked out shortly after the frog was in the bed. <laughs>
2: Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. I like that. We got to do that, man. That's pretty good. Um, the next topic. Now, this one is... Here we go. was goes serious. I, serious. I I, I love it. Love but, well, I mean, yes, we did have... This yeah, is. Yeah. This is about Maryland football coach D.J. Durkin. I, I, the, this got a lot of people upset about this because they allowed to uh, keep him. And, but we got to explain what led up to this because, uh, remember, there was a 19-year-old uh, who died. Yeah, one of his players his died player. during practice. So... Uh, <laughs> And ESPN had a report of a toxic
3: culture yeah. at Maryland football. and
1: Which Maryland looked into and agreed with everything except for use of the word toxic culture. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they, they described it pretty much as a toxic the culture report, without the words. The report even admits that there was negligence in this kid's death. he, he d- didn't need to happen, um, but people on the field made bad choices it led to a, a player dying which you know is the worst possible scenario in college sports you know other things get more attention but this is the worst thing that can happen yes in my opinion if you are and no, that's athletic, not your opinion literally
3: i think we'd have a, a unanimous quorum oh, yeah. here i, yeah. I mean
1: I'm, I'm shocked that this guy and and the athletic director both of them are staying in their jobs i'll read something real quick from the board of regents chair jim brady from their press conference on tuesday um during D.J. Durkin's tenure, the athletic department lacked a culture of accountability, did not provide adequate oversight of the football program, and did not provide Mr. Durkin with the tools, resources, and guidance necessary to support and educate a first-time head coach in a major conference. And and those guys keep their jobs great. after You're that? All,
3: great. You're all out of work. Exactly. Well, it looks Amazing. like we need to we need to clean house, and yet everybody stays. What, the university president may be leaving now?
1: Wallace Lowe, is he still yeah. the president?
3: Yeah, I, I believe president's title. It seems as if he isn't on board with the decision he kept referring to the Board of Regents. Well,
1: didn't refer to DJ Durkin didn't re- by name. Would not refer to the coach
3: <laughs> by name. Right.
1: Yeah, it, we see college scandals pop up a bunch, um, and, and it seems obvious why the wrong decision gets made, right? It's usually for money. Um, it's harder to see the money threads here. You know, this team is not going to recruit well. They're going to be bad for a while. It seems as though boosters, if you read the news in the past couple of days, People who donate money to the, to the to the athletic department don't seem all that happy either. You know, Maryland is in financial trouble. It's a little harder to see the threads where, you know, you look at Urban Meyer and what happened earlier this year. You can understand why, you know, there's a huge financial hit coming to Ohio State if yeah. Urban Meyer steps down. Um, you don't really see the same connection here with, with Maryland.
3: What say you, I don't mean to put you on the spot, Evan, yeah. but what say Kevin Plank in all this? When I think when I think Maryland, I think Evan Plank. I mean, he's they have the apparel. They... Sure,
1: yeah. The I I don't know. I don't know if he's commented at all. Um, yeah, he's certainly one of the most talking about boosters and, right. and 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 graduates who are closely aligned with the athletic department. Um, he is kind of you know to Maryland what Phil Knight is to University of Oregon. Yeah. Um, maybe not as entwined business related wise, but yeah, they, he started in Maryland. He's based in in Baltimore um we'll be interesting to see if he has anything to say um it does feel as though there that we haven't heard the end of this you know we're, we're hearing reports that, that players, players are, are right. walking players out, are walking yeah. out. Um, boosters are tremendously powerful in this world and if there are enough of them who are upset you know who knows if, if this is a decision that changes a little bit moving forward or if dj durkin's tenure becomes untenable um One other other thing, I mean, the strength coach who came out of this, in my opinion, looking the worst out of all the people employed by the university, he got a $315,000 package uh, when he left, which is two-thirds of his salary. Um, There is maybe a case to be made that, you know, because the university and and the athletic department specifically is struggling so much for money that letting DJ Durkin go was going to be expensive. You would have to agree to some settlement. You'd need to hire a replacement. Amazing with the findings
3: in that report that you could not dismiss for cause. Well, let me. And s- that's it.
1: Happens so rarely in college yeah. football. I can't even. You can count on the one hand the number of coaches who have been fired for cause, not just because of the legal headache that's going to follow because of that. You know, there are athletic directors who are afraid that it's going to hurt their next hiring. You know, that a, that a good college coach isn't going to go to a place that didn't stand up for its coach. Uh, as dumb as that sounds, that is a that is the thinking of a lot of athletic directors. Yes.
2: Let me add that. Well, first of all, the 19-year-old Jordan McNair is the one mm-hmm. who died. His father, Marty McNair, said, quote, I feel like I've been punched in the stomach and somebody spit in my face. So I I can't imagine what
3: they're thinking right now. Who can't can't feel for him and and understand exactly what he's going through?
1: And And how many parents out there are going to be willing to send their their kids to to play for this guy? That's what I'm saying. When you think about, oh,
3: financial hit, and oh, they won't get a good coach – What about the best players? If I'm sitting, if I'm the parent of a good player, how does this guy come into my living room and repeat the words he said at the McNair coffee table, I'll take care of your son? Yeah. How does he say it again? You can't.
2: We need to reiterate something. And yes, we all know football is a rough and tumble sport. There's no question about it. you got to prepare for it. The hits are hard. I get all of that. But it's a game. It is a game, period. Especially, like, at the,
3: especially at the college level. At college. These are not professional athletes. This is a game here.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, these are kids. Yeah, it's. I, and
3: you yell at a kid. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. A coach is yelling at you. Keep going. And there's, you know, making fun of you. You're going to keep going. You're afraid you lose your scholarship. You're afraid you lose your right. starting spot. You're afraid, whatever. You keep going. Mm-hmm. That's the problem.
1: Yeah, and this is a Maryland school that was added to the Big Ten a number of years ago, primarily as a TV money grab. Mm-hmm. They don't even see the full amount of, of Big Ten money sharing until I think next year, maybe a, a year yeah, after that, in, even because right. it was phased in. Um, they financially, you know, they're leaning heavily on student fees. They're leaning heavily on the uh, on the on the institution itself to help balance the budget. Uh, they're at the bottom money wise in the Big Ten, essentially.
5: Start your journey at steeple.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com.
2: Stiefel Nicholas and Company
0: Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash Enterprise Data to learn more.
2: This wasn't a bad idea when this was scheduled earlier, the WWE event in Saudi Arabia, and then all hell broke loose because of what happened to uh, a reporter, Jamal Khashoggi, uh, in the Saudi consulate in Istanbul Uh, now because of that the WWE championship and the stars involved in this many are dropping out
3: yeah they're staging an event in Saudi Arabia and amazingly women are not allowed to go and this was being promoted I don't know if you saw this bar they were promoting this particular Saudi Arabia event at an event here that was just for their female stars yeah, and the crowd started booing when it was put on the screen. I mean, multiple things that people are not happy about here, and then when you add all in that the Saudi sovereign wealth fund had planned to make a four hundred million dollar investment in Endeavor,
5: hmm.
3: and now they're pulling out. You, you just—I I know different companies, but there's there, there's money from the Saudis sprinkled across sports and entertainment, and you're wondering. Where the conversations were with different companies, was their planned investments? You're looking to expand everybody's looking to expand globally, but tough time to go stage this event in Saudi Arabia,
1: as we're seeing across the business world, not just in sports, the the companies out there and the people out there who have over the past couple of years aligned themselves very closely with the Saudi royal family are now kind of going through this reckoning. For now, it looks like the WWE event is still going to happen. There's yeah. a there's a big tennis event, but an exhibition between Novak Djokovic and Rafael Nadal in December. Both those guys are being paid, I think, a million dollars to play a match down and there. Federer is skipping the event and right Federer, now. Federer he, right. he he passed on the same thing. Um, that at least appears like it's still going to happen. Brazil and Argentina played a soccer game there. Uh, I think in October, a couple weeks ago, um, the sports is kind of a vehicle for for countries like that to to kind of push their their influence and also try to legitimize what they're doing. It wasn't so um, long, Eben.
3: You know, I was on the phone with one of the members of the royal family, sure. who was touring the U.S., sort of getting a a look at infrastructure of leagues, of teams, of facilities, meeting with folks all over the country in various sports to figure out. How do we build this sort of infrastructure back at home? Mm-hmm. And, and there he had a was, lot of money to spend. There were going to billions of dollars in investment is, was, going to be made inside of Saudi Arabia.
2: But it's Friday, the crown jewel event. And again, one superstar is dropping out. Probably one of the biggest ones, John Cena. He's not going to go to it either.
3: I'm waving my That's all I. That's all I got for WWE. You know, I listen. When I was young, I I definitely did go to Madison Square Garden. I saw Andre the Giant. I saw the Iron Sheik. I saw Big John Stud. My favorite, close but never win star SD Special Delivery
2: Jones. So you guys had Jimmy different Superfly s- Snuka? <laughs> you guys had different superstars. You going to tell me Bruno San Martino for you? No, no, in Detroit we had oh, Bobo god. Brazil. Oh god, in Detroit we oh, had man, Oh man, it was it was great. We we had there were a lot of them, man. It was like Elbow McKenzie? Never heard of. See, anybody in Detroit knows exactly what I'm talking
4: about. Was that just for Detroit? It, that was not a part of like the WWE or anything? No, no,
2: no. This was years ago back when wrestling was wrestling. that's that's the way it was back then so but i have good news and bad news you're getting a contract the bad
3: news it's the detroit wwe (laughs) you're gonna get your first matches against the elbow guy
2: oh man there was so much i don't even want to mention their their certain moves because i don't any kids like the sleeper yeah see don't do that don't do the sleeper the camel clutch I oh I had a I had a, oh boy. a school boy <laughs> my kid. my friend once put a frog in my bed and I <laughs> no I, there, was, there was we were stupid kids <laughs> no. and somebody did the sleeper move uh huh it you was know. like
3: this by the way you gotta push push from the back of the head and. Into the hand that's in the throat. Yeah. And I'll then, show you of off course, air bar. We you, need to record this. No. Yeah.
4: Thanks. <laughs> I tried to do that, I think, when we were young, because when I grew up, it was all about like Hacksaw Jim Duggan. There you go. And like, I think it was like the Bumblebee Twins yeah. and th- like all that kind of stuff. Okay. Eben those...
3: is so left out. He has no, he has idea, no what's idea what's going what on. We and we're all doing this.
4: Hacksaw the Jim Duggan. The fabulous. <laughs> I watched a lot of wrestling when I was young. I loved it. Like, you know, obviously Hulk Hogan and
1: Jim the Anvil yeah, Nightheart. the Heart Foundation. Do you still Medina do you still watch
4: I don't watch but I did go to a wrestling match at Barclays Center like about two summers ago Mm. it was like the league right below the WWE I forgot what the name was but if it's on TV I'll watch just for entertainment and does
1: does the alignment with Saudi Arabia change the way you feel about WWE at all
4: Ooh, oh boy! For
1: opinion here, get, get her I'm not in
4: sure. I'm not don't sure. I, I didn't really trouble. think about it actually. So no, I plead mainstream. the fifth at the moment. Did anybody
3: ever go for the Mexicans, the Lucha Libre, the, the guys with the masks? Anybody?
2: No. no? I see oh, that Lucha that wasn't that Lucha Libre. Wasn't a I was all Jack but, Black? I don't remember that.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> not what is it? Nacho Libre was that the name of the movie? But yeah.
4: Yeah, uh, Nacho. Yeah,
3: it, was, it was named. It was came from Lucha Libre, right?
2: Speaking of rough and tumble, anybody used to watch the old roller derby man back sure. in the day? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Women roller derby. I used to love Co-Mac that. Comac Arena, long, home of the Long Island Ducks hockey team. They had a roller derby Man, there.
3: How about
4: Glow?
2: They,
3: they used, used to not the liver yes. snot out of I used to out watch out that everybody. a
4: lot, too. There we go. <laughs> I'm just
3: looking at it I have no idea. I really
1: he serves feel a like... Th- thank God he serves the <laughs> good... I really to feel data like the second half of this <laughs> was in a different language.
2: <laughs> the entertainment portion, he lacks. Okay, I want to lock this out. <laughs> this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. I'm Mike LeBar along with Scott Sosnick. And Eben Novy-Williams. Uh, Medina, why don't you tell everybody, we're here every...
4: Monday, Tuesday, <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Wednesday. I, I screwed that one up. It's
3: Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, for those who really want to know, exploring the world of money and sports.
1: Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with the biggest and brightest in the sports business industry. I know things!
2: <laughs> nice. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio, around the world and online, where podcasts are available.